I think it's because we link judgment to punishment. And so we assume if I do something wrong, there will be a punishment. Our kids, right? They're not afraid of breaking our rules. They're not, they're afraid of the punishment. Oh, no treats or no, yeah, you know, right. you lose iPad time or whatever. They, they, it's the punishment that we actually become obsessed with. And so when people can understand, this mm. is the good news, mm-hmm. right? Jesus took the punishment. That, that, is, that is a game changer. to our bonus podcast uh, based on a brand new series that we just launched a couple weeks ago called Heaven Now and Forever. And my name is Daniel. I'm one of the preaching pastors here, and I get the honor and privilege to also direct the School of Kingdom Ministry. And I'm joined with... My name is Julia Yoder, and I have the privilege of being the co-senior pastor along with my husband, Mike. And we are joined today by actually Mike himself... Hey, how are you doing, guys? Great to be here. Yes, and our executive pastor, Leah Winger. Hi, so glad to be here. Yeah, it's going to be a great convo. Great conversation. And, you know, we've had some powerful messages so far and some pretty amazing conversations based on the messages, like lots of great questions. Um, So if you're tuning in without any context, we are going on a journey, and we're going to talk about four main topics, uh, specifically heaven, uh, judgment, paradise, and hell. Yes, we're going to talk about that too. Um, And our hope is that we can uh, go a little deeper in this podcast on these subjects and begin to answer some of the questions. But we do have a huge disclaimer that we want to make every single time because there's so (laughs) much mystery. We are not the experts. That's right. Right? There's still a lot of mystery surrounding heaven, hell, judgment, all of that. Um, But there are some clear things in scriptures. There are some things that we do know and we do believe and actually release a lot of hope. And that is our hope with this kind of podcast, because today we're actually going to talk about judgment. Mm. And so I thought, you know, maybe to get us in the mood, how about we just each take a moment and answer, you know, when you hear the word judgment, what comes to mind? We're going to really break the ice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think for me, this is this is Mike. For me, judgment has this idea of somebody being critical almost. And sometimes is that idea that, oh, somebody's criticizing what I am. And I think that's where judgment can kind of get mixed up with some of those negative connotations. Like, oh, they're they're judging me, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the uh, the judge with the the gavel, but people are taking it in their own hands and they're judging my life or my choices in that place. And so sometimes I think that's the way judgment is thought of in my head. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. For sure. I would say, you know, everything you just said, right? It's But it feels ick. Like when I think mm-hmm. of judgment, I feel like, wow, that that can feel unfair. And I, I just think back to a time when, you know, when I have this vivid memory of being in seventh grade, my science class, and a friend of mine was sitting next to me and talking. And he went on this big rant about how he felt about people who were on welfare. And just like for some context... I grew up on welfare. Yeah. I was one who, you know, I mm. lived in a place where we needed the assistance of the government. We needed the food stamps. We needed uh, the disability checks. And he went on and on about how lazy these people were and how, you know, th- this, and I'm thinking, that's not who I am at all. But the last thing I wanted him to know was that 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 was my life. That was my story. And so the the judgment, the feel, the shame, the, mm-hmm. but you don't even know me. How could you make that conclusion, you know, about something in my life? And I think judgment, it just feels ick. But the sad part is 
We all do it. Yeah. We all have sat in a place where we've made judgments or assumptions about people based on what we see. And yeah, it doesn't feel great. Yeah. When I think about judgment, I think about vulnerability. Yeah. Um, I feel so vulnerable when I'm in situations where I feel judged. And when I like think back, one of the times I have felt the most judged is as a parent on an airplane. Mm. Okay, because oh, you're yeah. in a metal tube oh, yeah. in the, the sky mm-hmm. and you cannot control this small human who has a mind of his own. And there was one time, this was years and years ago, but we could not get him to stop crying. Um, and we were stuck, you know, of course, stuck on the tarmac for like 45 extra yeah. minutes. Not it was his bedtime. And he didn't take a, a bottle or a passy. And you know, people around us were saying things and I just remember feeling like such a failure. Yeah. And I hated that feeling. And so often when I think about judgment, I think about vulnerability and I think about shame. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you feel so exposed. Thought, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. really good. Uh, for me, I mean, uh, all of the above, definitely. But of course, I, I do think of like end times, mm-hmm. like the judgment, like the judgment of the world. And maybe because of, you know, what we've gone through the last three years uh, of just like a lot of upheaval and probably chaos is a great explanation. And just a lot of people judging. And, you know, it makes me just kind of think of like, wow, Lord, what, what is happening here? Is this the end times? This is, is this the final judgment when it goes into crazy chaos and all this kind of thing? So it does make me think of, of that kind of phrase too. Yeah, for sure. Lots of things to think about. Yes. Okay, well, we're going to just dive right in, as we have, into the topic of judgment. And it is quite a bit through the Bible. And obviously, there is the judgment of, you know, judge not others, lest you be judged. I mean, there there is that kind of judgment that Jesus talks about a lot. Right, yeah. right. Um, but the judgment that we're going to talk about is more end times judgment. Yeah. And the judgment that Jesus says we're going to face um, when it all ends. And so, yeah. Mike, you gave a great message on this, and I know you've done lots of research, and, you know, obviously you can't share all of it, but I thought, you know, since this is your topic, would you give a kind of short recap of judgment and maybe why it's so scary to talk about? Well, and I think, I think actually, as you shared about judgment, is a good example of why it's, it's hard or scary to think about, right? Because we have this idea of judgment that's wrapped up in the end times, that's wrapped up in what's going to happen after that, that's wrapped up in death, that's wrapped up in all these things. But this this idea of this final judgment is very biblical, actually. Mm. And, and in the, the worldview uh, that Jesus would have been speaking into, that Jewish worldview had a very clear expectation that God was going to have a day of judgment, right? That there would be a day of reckoning. And the really interesting thing with, with judgment is, is this idea of, there's actually more than one judgment, but I want to talk about this first judgment that, okay. that we're talking yeah. about. So there's and two judgments. There's two judgments. And we'll, right. get, we'll get to that. I think we'll talk about that a little bit here. But in this idea of, of the first judgment, the first judgment is all about sin, hmm. right? And it's all about this. And right, you know, the story of the Bible, right? From beginning to end, we see sin entering the scene. It's messing up our template, all of that. But our judgment that we're talking about with the final judgment is essentially what was your response to Jesus? And so sin becomes the defining factor of that first judgment. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you walked into that? And so the beauty of this first judgment that we see is that when Jesus came at the cross, 
right? The Bible talks about that he took our judgment upon himself. Mm-hmm. And so in that first judgment, what happens is as we say yes to Jesus, the judgment that we're expecting at the end of days for our sin mm-hmm. is actually happening right there mm. at the cross. Yeah, and so there's this idea for Christians that where we're thinking about, oh, we're going to be judged for our sin at the end of days, actually... Jesus already took that judgment upon himself when we said yes to him, when we confessed with our mouth, when we, when we mm-hmm. surrender to him as Lord, mm-hmm. that's the place where our judgment happens right there and our sin is laid bare. And so judgment is all about our identity. So mm. judgment as a sinner, the identity mm-hmm. as a sinner, one who does not know Jesus, or judgment as a saint, one who has said yes to Jesus. Mm. And so that's the first part of that, that final judgment. It's all about your identity. And and you can see that throughout the New Testament where Jesus talks about judge. In Matthew 25, he talks about separating the sheep from the goats. Mm-hmm. It's all about identity, the sheep being those who've said yes to Jesus, the goats. Again, it's identity as sinner and saint yeah. in those is his idea. That's that first judgment. Yeah. Yeah. It makes yeah. me think back to Easter when we were talking about you know, that we have been made good for good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the message of the gospel is all throughout the the Bible, but specifically in Romans, you know, we kind of hung out in Romans five over the Easter season. And we talked about how, you know, through Adam, sin entered humanity. Mm -hmm. The template was broken. And through Jesus, we have been made new. He has made us good for good. And so what is so incredible about the message of Jesus and believing in Jesus is that the judgment, the final judgment, has already taken place for those of us who believe. And oh, that's, good. that's yeah. good news. It's good news. That's, that, that's why it's the good news. That's, yeah. that's, and I think, especially when we think of it in terms of the worldview that was, would have been understood, the Jews did not understand their Messiah to come and take the judgment upon himself. Hmm. He was supposed to come and judge those who had come against them. So they saw yeah. it as this judgment happening against them when all of it was happening instead uh, on what Je- what Jesus was taking on himself. Yeah. himself and that was yeah. such a radical shift from their understanding but it was incredibly good news because the judgment was done yeah in that on our sin yeah thinking of judgment you know i just know a lot of people are still afraid yes. of god's judgment even those that have said yes to jesus mm-hmm. but especially those that haven't said yes to jesus yeah. like i i just thinking of like church environment and you know, even talking to people outside of the church, oh, I could never step foot in a church. Mm. I will, bur- you know, burst <laughs> into flames. Like, mm. you know, it, it, I mean, but you, you, they kind of laugh when they say it, but there's like a reality of that's what they think will happen. Like mm. my life is way too far gone, but that's not, you know, that's not Jesus's hope or even invitation. Like that, you know, that that's not available to anybody or that, you right. know what I mean? But I don't know. So Well, don't you think that that's like why the message of the cross has been so skewed? Yeah. Like, I mean, you think about culture and oftentimes, you know, we're told that the church is judgmental, that mm-hmm. Christians are judgmental, that Jesus is judgmental. And the truth is it's the complete opposite. Right. He took our judgment. And yet there seems to be like the enemy seems to be like, you know, just confusing people and bringing shame and condemnation, which we know are tied to judgment. Yeah. Like, why do you guys think that there's so much fear mm. of God's judgment? I, 
I think it's because we link judgment to punishment. And so we assume if I do something wrong, there will be a punishment. Our kids, right? They're not afraid of breaking our rules. They're not, they're afraid of the punishment. Oh, no treats or no, yeah. you know, right. you lose iPad time or whatever. They, they, it's the punishment that we actually become obsessed with. And so when people can understand mm-hmm. this is the good news, mm-hmm. right? Jesus took the punishment. That, that is, that is a game changer. I think they don't know. And the, the truth is, as believers, as Christians, we love to receive that gift. It is very, I don't know if it's uncomfortable, but we don't love to extend it. Mm. And it's in, it's in the mm. culture. We, people are obsessed with seeing people pay for what they did, yeah. right? Wow. Those judge shows, you guys, the my TikTok shows. feed, filled yeah. Judge Judy, all of them. <laughs> ben last night, he's like, was that Judge Judy on your screen? It sure was, <laughs> right? I kind of I kind of like it. We want to see what happens. What's the punishment mm. going to be? How are mm. you going to pay for this? Yeah, justice. Justice, we want to see, and justice is so right and biblical. It might not come in the way you think. Wow. And that is the most, it, it's the hardest thing for us to wrestle with is mm-hmm. justice might not look like we think it should. Yeah, I think, that, I think that brings up a really good point about justice because I think there's something in all of us that desires justice. Whether we, mm-hmm. whether we know Jesus or not, there's often something that just bubbles up in us that wants justice. But the reality is, that we have that because we were made in God's image. And mm-hmm. God actually is a God of justice. Uh, yes. And justice actually does require judgment because it requires us to understand some mm-hmm. standard. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think we, we always want judgment outside or justice outside of ourselves, right? But nobody wants justice for us. Like, right. right? We, we very much have mm-hmm. lots of mercy and grace when it comes to our own actions and places. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to look at those things outside of it and say, oh, man, they need to get what mm-hmm. they deserve mm-hmm. in that place. But I think you were right too, that inclusion piece is so important that God is, the, the, the message of the gospel, it's available to all. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, as, it's as inclusive as it could be. And we, for some reason, culturally, there's this idea that God is, is out there trying to whip you into shape and God is instead extending his hand. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he actually, the Bible talks about the bondage in our life comes from sin and not from God. Mm-hmm. Right, God right. is the one who wants to set us free. Does He have standards for our lives? Yes. Yeah. But they're all designed to help us live our very best life. Yeah. It does make me think about just like, you know, in maybe in church history, there's more centered set and bounded set, meaning like uh, you're in or out. And I yeah. think you know, many times churches like, hey, if you don't follow all these rules, you you can't get close to yeah. Jesus. But as you study the scriptures, Jesus is saying, no. You know, sin actually doesn't separate you. Sin is going to, uh, I'm going to come after even harder because yes. I want relationship. I want to, you know, so yeah. we come, we're more about, okay, what direction are you heading? You, If you're heading toward Jesus, you, there's full acceptance, full love. He wants to forgive you, heal you, set you free, that kind of thing. Like there's not this, you know, you're in, you're out. It's more the direction. And that's kind of, I think if you're in a traditional type of church or, yeah. You know, you grew up in church. That that's a hard paradigm to shift. Yeah. You know that kind of centered set versus bounded set. Well, and it's such good news. Like Leah, yeah. when you mm-hmm. said that, like I got goosebumps. <laughs> you know, it's like he took our judgment. Yeah. He took what we deserved mm-hmm. on himself, and now we are whole and we are no longer sinners. We are saints, and we are learning to live in that new reality. Yeah. And it just breaks my heart that 
so many people are confused about that. And I just think about, again, why we named the series Heaven Now and Forever. Yeah. This is good news for us now. It's not that just someday in the future, we're going to be able to live free from the brokenness. Yeah. We actually can experience the kingdom now in our lives. And where sin has trapped us and held us back and choked us, we can experience freedom today. That's right. And yeah, I, I just think good. it is... it. It's the best news we could possibly give people. Yeah. Jesus has taken our judgment. That's right. And so there's no fear in that. Like yeah. you think, yeah. you know, you ask the question, like, why do people fear the punishment? Yeah. I think we don't have the right story. Yeah. You know, we look at First John 4, like there's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Boom. Yeah. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And so if, yeah. if you're struggling, just like, receive his love. Like yeah. his perfect love casts out all kinds of fear because punishment has already, it's already happened. We yeah. don't have to be afraid of that. Yeah. So it kind of begs the question then, how do I know I'm saved? Mm. And I, I, you know, we're kind of moving around like, you know, the, okay, this first judgment, well, what an amazing invitation Jesus mm-hmm. is giving us. How, how would you guys even answer that? How do I know I'm saved so that we can say, all right, that's done, you know? Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I think... The beauty of the gospel is its own simplicity, right? Mm. That, and, and simply, right, Jesus says that we confess with our mouths and we believe with our hearts that Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that is an authentic decision and it's a choice yeah. that we make, and it's really important to understand, it is a choice that we make. Mm-hmm. That is where that judgment happens. And that is where Jesus comes in and says, you've accepted the gift I've already been, I've offered you, that his life is the, is the reward. His life is the gift that we get to receive in that place. And it's almost so simple that people are like, nah, that, that, that can't be right. I need more. I need more steps. They want to work for it. Yeah, yeah they, they want to work Because that's it. what we understand, free is gift. that you work for everything else. How can this be a free gift? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I love what you said last week, actually, to open um, our whole conversation, is that it takes faith. Mm. And I think that when we begin to doubt, I think we need to lean into our faith and ask Jesus, show me what I can't see. Help me understand this. Give me confidence. Um, I think that, you know, it's often, it's easy to doubt. It's easy to have questions. It's easy to not feel 100% confident, but because we're in a relationship with the Father, we go to Him. We, mm-hmm. we, we share our hearts. We say, this is what I'm thinking and feeling. Are those thoughts true? Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is so faithful to renew our minds mm-hmm. to the truth. Yeah. That it is through proclaiming and believing mm-hmm. that we have eternal life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. And I, I think if you're doubting, if you're, you're questioning things, you know, the, the, we do have an enemy on the field. Yes. Mm-hmm. And our en- the enemy, Satan, he likes to make us doubt and make us be like miserable Christians, like, mm-hmm. you know, and make us doubt, but you can let that doubt lead you to faith, right? In mm-hmm. the unseen and just, you know, even start declaring that, like, Jesus, you are Lord in my life. If you start saying that, believe me, that doubt will start to uh, dwindle away and it will have less power in your life. Yeah. So. Oh, I when I was a kid, I used to be so afraid that somehow if I were to pass away in my sleep and I had not confessed every sin mm-hmm. that yeah. I would go to hell. And I, I mean, it was a real fear. Yeah. And then we just realized, wait a minute, Jesus already took, he took care of everything. Yep. Yeah. Past, wow. we, Pet, present, yeah, future. For all sin for all time, for all people. Yeah. He has already made a way. And so where that fear comes in, that's totally the work of the enemy to put us back in a place right. of bondage that says, oh no, it's on you. Oh, if you if you messed it yeah. up, if you actually, 
thank goodness it's not on me. Yeah. Jesus made a way. Well, that's where we get into that that trap of what you know, look at the Christian karma, right? For yeah. Sure. Right? Have I weighed it? We can often even look and say, oh, I can believe Jesus forgave everything up to the point that I said yes to him. But then from we have to work for it. Then it's yeah. on me. From, yeah. then, yes. Now it's on me again. <laughs> right. yes. or, or even especially in this idea of judgment where we get to like, oh, well, I know that it was salvation by grace and that Jesus did that for me. But at the judgment time, like I got to put everything on the scales and hope that it tips in the right direction. Mm. Right. Like we can get into that idea. And I totally think, I agree, it's this work of the enemy. Yeah. Because he constantly wants us to be working out of our own effort. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Jesus keeps saying, work out of my effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work out That's of good. the work I've already done. Yeah. You get to live from that place. Yeah. Does it mean he has standards and things that he wants for us? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But we get to live from that place of grace that we already have an A on our report card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love that. we yeah. behave because that's our response to yeah. a beautiful savior. Yeah. yeah. Right. Instead of a trying to go for victory, we're from um, victory. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So that's we really good. walk in that reality. Yeah, a small shift, but it actually is really, really important. I know. It seems like semantics. It, it does. Yeah. Sometimes it can feel like, but when you begin to operate from a place instead of trying to strive to it, mm-hmm. it changes the way that you operate in your life. Yeah. And you think about the tactic of the enemy. You know, he wants us as miserable as he is. Yes. And he is struggling. He yeah. is, you know, he's not living from that place of victory. And so the the way that he's manipulating or, or sharing, even with us, like you just got to silence his lies because yeah. we don't have to, we don't have to do the things he does. You know? Yeah, that's good. Well, one of the books we've recommended throughout this series is N.T. Wright's Surprised mm-hmm. by Hope. So good. And one of the things he really talks about in that book is how the day of judgment is a day of hope yeah. and expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Like I remember when I first read that section and I was like, I have never thought of the day of judgment like this. And so Yay, day of judgment. <laughs> and so Mike, I know that you read some stuff that really impacted you and just wanted to give you a chance to, yeah. Yeah. I, I loved the way that he painted this picture for us that the day of judgment is actually the day of, instead of thinking of it as the day of punishment or the mm-hmm. day of, of correction. And yes, there will be things that like, they're going to be set aside. They're going to be cast out because they don't fit. Sin is not compatible with God's right. kingdom. It is not compatible with heaven. But what he paints is this picture of judgment is God making all things right. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not punishing all things mm-hmm. that are wrong. That's not mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's things that happen there. But as Christians, we get to look forward to it because this is where God's justice, right? Mm-hmm. Where the oppressed are set free, yes. where all things are set right that we see wrong in our world today. God comes and he sets it right. And there's so much hope yeah. in the way that, that N.T. Wright paints that picture, right? He says, faced with the world in rebellion, a world full of exploitation and wickedness, a good God must be a God of judgment, right? Because mm-hmm. in that, he's setting right the, the systematic injustice, the bullying, the violence, the arrogance, the oppression, all of those things. If there's a day when the wicked are firmly put in their place and the poor and the weak are given their due, it's the best news there can be. Mm. I love the way that he's putting that. that. I love the way that he phrases that. It's such, it's hopeful. Like we don't have to look forward with fear and dread. Instead, oh, this is a hopeful day. This is where the day where the kingdom, as you talked about so much in the kingdom, I think maybe talking about that idea because this day of judgment is the culmination of ultimately the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth coming together. Right, every wrong made right. Yes. Wow. And I think especially if your heart, you know, beats for justice, Mm This day is the day of reckoning. It is the day when heaven and earth will meet and we there will no longer be separation. 
there will be oneness, which means there's going to be wholeness and there's going to be uh, perfection. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a beautiful picture. And so I think it's something that, especially again, if God has given you a heart for justice and compassion, it's something to de- definitely lean into, to study, to explore, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to give you hope. Yeah, no fear, no pain, right. no yeah. tears, no death. I mean, wow. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about the first judgment and hopefully there are yeah, I, I kind of even sense like a peace in my heart. Mm. Um, even if as I've like delved into this series, I'm like, oh, okay, yes, I'm I'm more established. This is good news. Yeah, this is good news. <laughs> this is exciting. Uh, but it could, you know, when you know there's two judgments, it could actually bring another fear that you yeah. never really even thought about. Right. You know, okay, I passed, I made it past the first judgment. That's done. Shouldn't I be afraid of the second judgment? You know. You know, the second judgment, when I'm held accountable for how to, what did you do with your life? You know, and when I think about the times that I failed all the time before I knew Jesus, you know, I'm just thinking, oh, snap. You know, I don't know about that. So I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah. Well, and this is where we get into this whole idea of rewards with Mm -hmm. the second judgment. And this is, again, specifically as we think about us as followers of Jesus. Now, the peace we can have is that that first judgment has been taken care of, right? That we're secure. There's no condemnation in Christ. Right. The second judgment, when it talks about rewards, and and just prefacing this with the Bible doesn't say, this is exactly the rewards. Like, here's the scale of what you get to do. But what it talks about in rewards are given as how we responded to our Savior in the life we're living right now. And so it's all about our response to Jesus and the gift that he's given us to steward in that. And so heaven now heaven, and forever. Now and forever our lives matter hmm. now and forever. Echoes so into eternity. In, yeah, so the echoes into everything we're doing now, it flows through forward into eternity. And so that's where this idea of the second judgment and maybe it's easier for us to understand it in the idea of accountability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're accountable for the things that God placed in front of us. And so much of it is about uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about about how we related with one another. What did we do with one another? Because relationship is so important mm. to Jesus. So how did we respond to our Savior? How did we multiply Him and the kingdom in the life that we live today? Yeah, yeah I think it's interesting to think about a second judgment that doesn't have to do with punishment, but I'm still accountable. Mm, and yeah. I think thinking mm. through, like, well, what does that mean? Because I think when we think of accountability, it's, and you will be punished, you know, and you yeah. will you will have to pay for what you. So it's it's a it's a weird thing that we have to wrestle with in our minds. What does it look like for punishment to be off the table? So not only will I not have to pay for the bad things, but I get rewarded for the good that again is too good to be true. I think it's interesting to think about like your life in review and the things that matter. And so mm-hmm. when we get to the end of this life, and you read all the books, right, all the things yeah. on it, pe- near death experiences or people who've you know, it's all this life in review. But I can't help but think that the Lord will show us the opportunities that we had, right? He has a great plan for our life. He has, he has a purpose and uh, you know, a destiny for each of us. It doesn't mean that we all make choices that he wants us to make. And yeah. so that review, that mm-hmm. look, that accountability is like, hey, Leah, what'd, what'd you do with these opportunities I gave you? You know, How did you steward the life that you were given? And I think sometimes we nail it and sometimes we miss it. And when I think of how this will impact the way I live my life now, I want to invest in things that will go the long haul. And so you think about like if people are forever, 
if people are the most important things, and you hear this, right? People get to the end of their lives and they go, they don't celebrate that huge promotion. They don't celebrate that business they built. They don't celebrate, look at all these things I did. Who do, They care about who's surrounding their bed, right? It's yep. who who is with me yeah. in this journey. Who did I give my yep. life to? People are so important. And one of the best investments we can make is with people. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I love that question. Um, I can't remember exactly who it was. Maybe it was Bob Jones, but it was, did you yes. learn to love? Did yeah. you learn to uh, love? So, so powerful. And it, it was this whole thing about, you know, basically at the end of his life, you know, Jesus had, you know, t- I think it was maybe a vision or something, mm-hmm. but, you know, the question was, did you learn yeah. to love? Yeah. And I think when we think relationally, how we yes. spend our time, where we put our energy, where we even spend our money, mm-hmm. did we learn to love? And did we spend our time here on earth and did we steward the gifts that God has given us in a way that builds people up, that grows people up, that, yeah. And wow, it's a humbling yeah. thing. But I think, yeah. th- again, this is why this is so important that we're talking about it now. Yes. Because it, it matters. It matters. It's matters not now. just some future thing. It's yeah. not just like when you get to heaven. I also think that it could affect the jobs we do in yes. heaven yes. someday. I think you're honing skills on earth mm-hmm. to be able to work for God's glory in heaven mm-hmm. someday. And I don't understand all of that. Of course, we're not experts as we've said, but I think it's interesting to think about yeah. how has God wired you? Yeah, and there are scriptures in Revelation specifically yeah. that point to what yes. you're hinting yeah. at. Yeah, And like, what's the assignment? Like, what is the yeah. assignment for eternity? Yeah, yeah. well, totally and I, good. God is such a God of, of making assignments and giving purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And we see that from creation, right? In Genesis, right? That he he created man, right? To, yeah. to steward the earth to steward mm-hmm. creation. Yeah, destiny. It's destiny that's mm-hmm. on us. So each of us has a destiny that we get to live out now. Yeah. And has as you said, the echoes into eternity of yeah. what we're doing going forward. And so I think when we think about our lives, the decisions we make today truly matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How we live our life today, who we are pouring our life into, where we're multiplying Jesus. All of them, they truly do matter. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not the ticket to heaven. Right. Well, we said yes to Jesus, we got a ticket to heaven. We do. Yeah. But God has so much more because he wants to partner with us in our everyday life. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. makes me think of Ephesians 2.10, like, yeah. you know, for we are God's masterpiece, created anew in Christ Jesus yeah. for the things that he planned for us long right. ago. Like, yeah. wow, but long ago you planned all this and I think they move into eternity. They're like yeah. preparation for yeah. that moment. Why would we expect the plans of an eternal God right. to stop Right. At the right. end of our life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a cool right. thought. Well, and in the um, near-death experiences, we've one book we want to recommend that's on our resource yes. list is Imagine Heaven yeah. by John Burke. And what's so interesting is that many of these people who've had near-death experiences, they have what's kind of called the life review, which some of us have kind of mentioned mm-hmm. here in this conversation, where it's not actually their, their second judgment, but it's kind of a preview of that. And what I found so interesting as I was listening to some of these stories was how getting a glimpse of that changed their life when they came back. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought to myself, Lord, if we could have a a glimpse, a picture of what that life review looks like, how would that change? Well, so here's like what I'm thinking about. When I think about the end, when I think about that moment is our perspective changes, right? Mm. And so when we think if we only had the right perspective Mm -hmm. on life, it would change the way we 
behave and act. And this happens all throughout our life, right? Before you're a parent, you think, oh, you know, I know exactly how to do that. And then you become a parent, you're like, all judgment gone. In Jesus' name, you know, because now we're doing it, right? We're eating humble pie. Yeah, we are. Our perspective has shifted. You know, I I think back, um, you know, my mom passed away when I was 24. So she was 47 and tragic and a drug overdose and all of that. She knew the Lord, but for a long time, I carried so much judgment toward her, just to be totally honest. Like, why couldn't you get your life together? Why were you addicted? Why, you know, why were you always struggling? Why were you not there? My perspective has changed so much in the last, like you, you, the older you get, you just go, man, life can be kind of hard. And, you know, people's capacities are different. And sometimes people, you know, see their breakthrough and sometimes they don't see their breakthrough. And so even I can Mm -hmm. see this in the natural, like how my perspective, my perspective has shifted towards my mom. When I think about, well, when I think about heaven, you guys, what I celebrate, she's whole. Yeah. Right. And so the lens, and this was a huge shift for me. This was about probably 10 years ago. The lens through which I see her now is through Jesus. Mm. And when you can see someone as God designed them to be, I don't even see truly. I don't think mm. about the junk, the the pain. You can see, oh my gosh, like she she was so much fun. She was so spontaneous. She loved to sing. She had all this joy. And thinking of her fully restored, oh, what a thing to celebrate. And even that lens, like, did you learn to love the way we can love on earth now, even when people are a pain, even when they miss it. Or they hurt you. uh, Or they hurt you. Or there's abuse or trauma or any of those things. It's, Father, show me what I don't see. Show me that person as you intended them to be. Because that's the celebration of life eternal. Yeah, it's really good. It, It helps you not take offense, even if they did something to hurt you. Or, I mean, it makes me think of my dad, you know, uh, on earth, he was an alcoholic, was abusive, all these kind of things. A, a lot of, and we had a pretty strained relationship um, until closer to his death. And then it kind of, it, it shifted more. Mm. But now when I think about him, like, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I have very different thoughts of just wow. like, wow, he was a generous person. He always opened the home. He always like, it, it's just a whole different perspective. And I think that matters as yes. we talk about hmm. people and relationships and things that's like right. that. Like, I think it, it matters in eternity. Yeah, that's right. You know, how we even treat him. We, we can even help others that have really hard relationships mm. and yeah. maybe abusive relationships. Yes. Now, I'm not saying stay in an abusive relationship, yeah, right. but we can help them you can we can help people love them mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in the midst of it yeah and forgive and do Different all the things That's that right. Jesus did for us see. yeah right absolutely yeah. well i love that idea that we have to put everything through the lens of jesus yes mm-hmm. and i think that piece of like i think you get both kind of hit on those places where where hurt and pain and trauma can put us in this place where it locks us up mm-hmm. in how we view others and how we view ourselves there is only one who right. has the authority, who has the power to actually set us free from that same bondage. Mm-hmm. And it's only when we see mm-hmm. ourselves and others through that lens that we can actually have the grace that we have because we actually get to partake in his grace yeah. and operate as he did to say, you know what, all these people who are walking in this place of sin, instead of him coming and saying, I'm going to wipe you out in judgment. He says, instead, I came on a rescue mission to bring you all yeah. back unto myself. And I just, I love that, that perspective that you're sharing of what, what God can do and the change that he can make whenever we live that life and lens through him. Yeah, like one of the things that just speaking of the, I can't recommend this book enough, the Imagine Heaven mm-hmm. book. It's so good. It I is. mean, I, 
I was listening, I'm listening to it. So you can listen to it too. Um, and hearing all these near-death experiences and just the tra- the life in review and, and the transformation and, and just hearing how, you know, the things that we think are important right now, like accomplishments and awards and making lots of money and, you know, all these accolades that, you know, our culture so, you can get so swept into it. And over and over and over, I mean, it's so overwhelming that it makes me want to change the way I, I live mm-hmm. right now. Like over and over and over, these people experience like, but how did you do with your relationship? Did you learn to love? How, like your, even your motives. Um, and I, I just thought, wow, I, I, I want to live totally different. I want to like spend more time with my kids, my family, my friendships. Um, I don't know. So I, I would just encourage you to, to read this book and let, let yourself be inspired because I think God has these kind of experiences for people so that right now we just start, we can shift and it's not too late. Yeah, it's, it's not, not too late. It's, well, that made me think of, you know, Jesus speaks in many parables all throughout the New Testament and he often talks about the talents that were given, mm-hmm. and there's multiple different ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you often have heard this line from a parable in Matthew 25, where at the end of it, the master says to him, "Well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Um, you have been faithful over over little, and I will set you over much." And I think that's such a powerful picture for us. I mean, I think many of us have had that like thought that like at the end of our life, we want to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. And I do think that we have to recognize each of us has been given different portion. We mm-hmm. all have different talents mm-hmm. and it's not about comparing our lives to one another. It's about stewarding what God's given us. Yeah. It's never too late. And I think the invitation for each of us right now is to say, okay, Lord, how am I? stewarding the talents that you've given me. I want to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. And specifically, I I don't know, in light of just hearing those different experiences from people and you reading that, like, okay, Lord, you've blessed me with these relationships. You've blessed me with this family. You've blessed me with these coworkers. You've blessed me in this neighborhood. What am I doing in those? Am I investing there? Mm -hmm. Um, am, am I learning to love even the hard ones to love? Like, mm-hmm. man, there's some hard people to yeah. love. Like, well, I, and and asking the Lord, like, show me what I don't see. Yes. Show me why I'm motivated to put more time into a career than people. Like, are we afraid of receiving love? Like, there are so many different, mm. you know, we just need to ask Holy Spirit for His perspective because we, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Well, and just... Uh, just kind of struck as we're even talking about this last days of you know of the last judgment and how often in in a lot of Christian circles it can be this idea that well we say yes to Jesus as this ticket to heaven it's kind of like the idea that we're we're living for the weekend mm-hmm. you know when you hear people talk mm-hmm. about that in yeah. their life mm-hmm. um, and I really just feel like that there's some people that are even going to be listening today and and you've kind of been living for the weekend in your personal life and you're kind of living for the next world. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I just got to suffer through this life. Mm-hmm. Or your next vacation. Living, yeah, or to your next, for va- living for yeah. the next, like what's the next thing that's going to escape my life mm-hmm. and, and kind of that. But I really feel like the hope that Jesus wants to give today is that he actually wants you to live for your life every single day. Yeah. Like he wants yeah. to bring you joy. He wants to bring Enjoy. you hope. He wants to set now. you free from those places and he wants to do it right now. And that he wants to bring that place. And so I just prayed out. I just feel like prompted to just pray out, God, I just thank you that you want to set us free from the lies that say we have to wait 
to see our final reward, that we have to wait to live our best life with you in the future. But God, I thank you that right now you're setting people free from lies. You're setting people free from hurt and from trauma and from pain. And you're setting them free to live their life now as if heaven has come because it has. Because heaven has come through you in them and they get to release it wherever they go. And so God, I thank you that you're going to work miracles, that you're going to restore relationships, that you're going to see uh, people set free from addiction. God, I thank you that you are doing that right now. Thank you for the power of Jesus coming right now, for the power of your Holy Spirit to come to set free that which the enemy tries to tell us is always going to be bound up. And so, Lord, we thank you for that, and we release it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, Great conversation. And uh, my prayer and hope is that it released a lot of hope and that you would even go to Jesus and say, hey, let's talk about this because I want my life to matter into eternity. So thanks for joining us. We will be doing more conversations next week and have a good one.